Asian Pop Nation on Sin 90.7. Yo, yo, this is Asian Pop Nation. You heard Mavericks, the boys, and that last song was Ready When You Are by Gwyn, because guess what? We are ready for an amazing show tonight. We're going to be talking a little bit about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Man, it's been a while since we've all been back into the cinemas, ready to do some reviews on some awesome Asian pop culture content. We're also going to be talking a little bit about a lockdown that happened in Shanghai Disneyland a couple of weeks ago and some of the places we wouldn't mind being locked in at. But don't worry, you're in our domain now. We're going to be talking all about the world of Asian culture as well as playing some new Asian hits, starting with a song by Emily May, Soren and Amber Leo called My Domain. So keep it here in Asian Pop Nation and you're going to hear from the team of Aaron, Celeste, JP, Leisha and myself, Senya, right after this. Hey, this is Asian Pop Nation. You heard Emily May, Soren and Amber Leo's My Domain. After that, you heard Jimo Yobai by Accused 5. And that last song was Juvenile and Taichi Mukai's latest release, Give me that. Because when we heard that we could watch Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings in cinemas again, we were just like that. So here's our review of Shang-Chi. Everybody loves Kung Fu fighting. Oh, well, that's horrible. (laughs) 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 But not like Kung Fu Panda. It's Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. Our review, it's like months later because... You know, COVID happened with uh, lockdowns for Melbourne, but we're finally here. We've all finally seen it. What are our thoughts? Actually, someone give a background on Shang-Chi. Who, who has the best memory? Because my brain has died on me. Oh, there's like, <laughs> there's like a bunch of Kung Fu and like, you know, Chinese people fighting that each other. That is such a weird background yeah, I mean, information. That's what it is, right? It's a Marvel movie. Like every, exactly. movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of basically a kung fu movie, but Marvel. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? One of Marvel's latest released movies of this year. Kind of yeah. a big deal because it's like, oh, a predominantly all Asian cast in a Hollywood blockbuster superhero movie. So yeah. that's mainly where the hoo-ha all comes from. And yeah. But Alicia, what's the story about for like you know people who don't even know what this Shang Chi thing is? Um, I guess if you couldn't tell by our many kung fu references <laughs> we've been throwing around, it's pretty much like an origin story following this character Shang Chi, who is pretty much a master of weaponry based kung fu, who's played by Simu Liu, who is forced to confront all of his past after being drawn back into the Ten Rings organization. And this movie is directed by Dustin Daniel Creighton and also stars a lot of very popular Asian-American stars that you may know, such as Aquafina, who plays Shang-Chi's best friend, Katie, and um, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tony Leung as Shang-Chi's father, Wun Wun, or the Mandarin, if any of you have kept up with us. Marvel I'm, movies, particularly the Iron Man. Yeah, he that's a name you would have heard a few times around. But yeah, that's pretty much the back info about Shang-Chi. And I guess now for the juicy stuff that everyone's here for, the reviews. Whatever. Review. Uh, oh, it was good. It was fun. I liked it. Mm. I like kung fu movies and like, oh man, the choreography is so cool. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I love like that sort of martial arts stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think like, honestly, out of all the Marvel movies I've seen, I feel like the stunts and especially the fighting scenes were at their peak with this movie. Yeah. Like that is, if I just think about Shang-Chi, that's like, my top favorite thing about this movie is all the fight scenes, especially the bus scene. It's so oh, yeah, my that's head like the first now. fight scene, the first it's big the first fight scene one, in the film. But it's like easily the best one, well, in my opinion. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, like for those who haven't watched it, this bus scene it's, it's really cool. You have Shang-Chi, he's fighting these bad guys, and eventually the bus splits in half or something. And, you know, mm-hmm. they're going full speed down this hill. Oh, it's crazy. They're like three million things going on at once. Well, yeah, it's still good. I think the way that they choreographed the fight scenes were, was great because I remember watching a video with the director as he broke down one of the fight scenes uh-huh. and looking at how, like, the camera moves when characters swing mm-hmm. weapons or swing a punch. It sort of 
feels a lot more immersive rather than mm. you just as like a stationary person watching as the fight goes on. So I think mm-hmm. there is a lot more movement and momentum, especially with the directing on this part. But I think it just felt very Marvel. I personally it's found. still a Marvel yeah. movie. Yeah, like it? you could tell just, I guess, by the, the one-liners and the sort of, I don't know, like there's that kind of Marvel comedy where mm. you, the way like Marvel kind of tries to turn absurd situations into something, into some hilarity, but yeah. Would you call it cheesy or is that the yes. right word? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, when oh they're like thrown to the ground and then they make some like funny pun or one-liner. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're back on their feet again or like, yeah, just those classic. Yeah, this is one of those movies you watch for a fun night out. Yeah, uh-huh. like most Marvel movies. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what they are. Aaron, Celeste, any thoughts or even qualms about the movie or you didn't like? I hate the love character thing, whatever her name is. Uh, the one who played by Awakawa. Oh, you don't like her. Why not? I don't like the character. Why? It just ruins it. Why? <laughs> She's like a normal gal walking through, uh, I don't know, like it's crazy comedy. places. She basically just forces the comedy into the movie. I mean, there's some elements of the movie that's just like, oh, it's okay. And then you get some elements from her character. It's just like, it's just forced in into the movie. Oh, really? Aquafina mm. just plays Aquafina in every movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe because I've never seen any Aquafina movies anyway. Oh, what? Crazy Rich even, Asians. I don't yes, even know who Aquafina it. is. is <gasps> Aaron, what are yeah, you doing? Yeah. Yeah, what, are you, what are you doing at Asian Foundation? Actually, I haven't, I haven't watched I it what either. What am I doing so, here? <laughs> yeah, Aaron, you and I are in the same boat. We need to oh watch my God. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians soon. Maybe nine. the best thing. It's the best thing? Okay. Uh, Celeste, right. did you like Aquafina? I, I get where Aaron is coming from, that sometimes the humor was just, like, forced into it, but, like, I uh. also like Aquafina, so I'm like, yeah, no, nah, whatever. Yeah, she's an interesting one, isn't it? And she's like a sort of a fish-out-of-water sort of character, mm, like, this whole yeah. thing. It's like, literally everyone's like a kung fu master, and, you know, they got really scary dark pasts, and then you just have Aquafina, it's like... She drives cars. <laughs> I'm not sure if she's just meant to be like a stand-in for the audience or if she's... Maybe. Like, was there know? really a reason for her to be there? Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like she's like, on one hand, yes, she's like the standing for the audience. But I think like if you look at it in a bigger context, she's also like... Because like in my head, I see like Shang-Chi and their family because they fluently can speak Mandarin and everything. They're like... She's kind of the example of, like, I think they make the joke in the movie itself where she's like an ABC. So, like, <laughs> she's like an American, American born Chinese yeah, American person. Born. And then she brings in that more interesting, like, I guess, perspective of, like, like, yeah, because I maybe I just kind of relate a bit to a character because I can't fluently speak Mandarin. Oh, uh. I'm half Chinese, but it's like, but I don't know. But I do agree. Her humor. In general, I don't like Aquafina's humor, so seeing it here in the movie did throw me off a bit, but it's it's fine, it's whatever. I do appreciate that they never made Shang-Chi and Katie, who Aquafina plays, they never made those two like a romantic relationship. Oh yeah, that was nice to see for once. They remained like a nice platonic best friend type of thing, and I thought that was like a nice change to it, yeah. Yeah. Again, I'll give credit to Kurt The action scenes actually looks really good. It reminds me of a Bollywood B movie, to be honest. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially the opening act. That's it. Oh yeah. How, oh. They, how um, when we and uh, Shang Chi's mom met. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was a romantic scene. It, but it reminds yeah. me of a Bollywood movie, to be honest. Oh yeah. And you have a problem with Bollywood movies? No, I got no <laughs> problems with that. I just found it funny about a lot of Bollywood movies. That's it. No wait, what's um what's that genre of like um Chinese film? It's like wuxia. Actually, the whole time I was thinking it was like soft core wuxia. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it essentially was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm And I didn't mind that. I liked that. I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. I really like this. I I I liked it too. Really, because I was sleeping for like the two characters like i thought the mom was so good looking and i thought the dad was so good looking as well yeah they're wow. both very good looking you know? the sister is good looking the yeah. aunt is good looking like i it's not fair on this family yeah it's not fair man 
What the heck? Speaking of um, uh, Shang-Chi's dad, man, he's an interesting character. I love him. Yeah, what do you uh, guys lo- think of it? I'm completely biased for Tony Leung, so... Oh yeah! Whenever he plays, like yes, <laughs> he's, he's good, I will worship he? your feet. He's always good. My goodness, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> You're literally the main villain, but yes, oh. <laughs> I was rooting for him the entire time. Oh my wow. god! <laughs> yeah, but I think when we said nice, because in that sense, he, I don't think many Marvel villains really had a connection with the yeah. with the main, main character. character. Yeah. yeah. Besides maybe Thanos, because he was like the dad of Gamora who's like um uh, Guardians of Galaxies stuff like that so there's that family connection and all but this one was very I guess yeah very just direct and just the actual protagonist this time yeah yeah huh? and family drama oh I love Asian family drama so. oh yeah it's visceral isn't it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but that's one thing about Shang-Chi is like it's very you know it, you know it's gonna be an Asian movie because it's got kung fu it's got an Asian cast it's got family issues. <laughs> it's got uh, to deal yeah. with like identity and honor. <laughs> and also the daughter of the family being overshunned by the, yeah. by the son. <laughs> like, I, I, it's still enjoyable, but it's like, isn't there other stories to tell <laughs> within the Asian context that might be interesting? I don't know. All those elements sound like a good movie to me anyway. So you could, I think those sorts of things, you can repeat it over and over again. And like, it'd still be good. If done right, that is. Yeah, of course, if done right. Yeah, also give Chris what Curry's His performance actually is well done for a villain in the movie. Yeah, he's good. It's very human. Yeah, I think this is probably like one of the best Marvel movies, like villain we have so far. Like probably equal to Michael Keaton's uh, Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm. like they're both like basically having family issues like one wants to support his daughter and this one wants to bring his quote-unquote dead wife back spoiler alert mm-hmm. but other than that, they all have reasons for it and especially he i think in my opinion i actually felt a lot more connections to him than michael keaton's character mm. yeah it would be a waste for tony lung not to be someone we care about <laughs> yeah <laughs> that man that man has him. years centuries of acting history he deserves yeah. everything. I just more. wish he like I, I wish he had this own standalone movie. I'd love to know how he like found the rings and then oh, the yeah. like that's thousands of years of history. Like how did he like what did he do? <laughs> how did he take over all these kingdoms? Yeah. I'd love I to know. See, I just want to see his face every scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other than that, soundtrack's good and also Chris Crunchy, uh Manga Zeng, uh, I apologize if I pronounced this name wrong. Uh, Shang-Chi's sister actually does a really good job for her feature film debut. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that's the that's her first film? Yeah, mm-hmm. for her sister, yeah. Whoa, she's good. Yeah. She's good. <laughs> what? I want to do like a round circle thing where everyone gives their star rating. Oh, you want me? Okay, my rating for Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings... <laughs> is probably wait how many stars five stars you can do whatever out, out of this yeah it's uh i would give it uh maybe a 3.75 out of five rings nice right yeah that is about <laughs> rings yeah there's 10 rings make it like there are 10 rings oh then i guess i would make it like uh 7.5 rings out of 10 actually uh one, one thing that really peeved me off like it i wasn't i wasn't bitter about it i just looked at it and went oh that's a little weird there's a big war scene in the film and you have two sides clashing each other. But for some reason, they do the weird Marvel thing where they kind of just do a bunch of one-on-ones. And then in the middle of that fight, you have the main villain. He just walks. He just walks through and no one notices him. I thought that was very odd. Maybe everyone's too scared of him or something. I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. yeah. 7.5 out of 10 rings. That's mine. I had this mind if it was just five rings, five rings, I was gonna do like a 3.5 out of five. Yeah, yeah, mainly because like I seriously think the fight scenes are again the fight scenes plus like because I usually Marvel CGI is very me and Marvel CGI have a very rough relationship. Let's just say that they when I think a fight scene is good. Then they add some weird CGI, and then I'm like, okay, I'm kind of taken out by the moment. Example, yeah. Black Panther and Killmonger's fight at the end of Black Panther. 
that still messes me up to this day but i think this one i think is probably the best that they've done mixing both cgi and the stunt fighting and all the stuff in this movie i think it was very mm-hmm. well done um plus i think the actors and actresses all did like really good job in this movie and stuff of course i have like personal favorites Tony Leung, but yeah mm, 3.5 out of 5 rings for me <laughs> oh yeah and the soundtrack oh my god 88 rising <laughs> whoa what 88 rising yeah, yeah. Was 88 wow. rising. What? so iconic that soundtrack alone is iconic i listen wow. to it all the time even before good the- hype music right it's so yeah. good it's so good all your favorite asian american artists are all just jam-packed into that album so even so listener here even if you don't care about the marvel movie please listen to the <laughs> album it is so good passing it along to celeste take it away i agree album 10 out of 10 movie um, oh 10 rings <laughs> 10 for the, for the music um oh. Uh, movie itself maybe a 7 or a 7.5 out of oh, yeah. 10 rings because i don't know the fight scenes were too long and have to agree the visual <laughs> effects could have been better there's just like a lot of things where you knew that's a screen behind you oh yeah <laughs> but yeah nothing else i can add sorry <laughs> like i don't want to really rewatch it sort of thing yeah yeah i would say probably some similar seven i don't think to be fair i perhaps my expectations are really high with marvel movies you go in mm. and, and you get what you expect you don't like come out of the theater like there, there's some amazing moments like avengers infinity war and endgame are some of them but you, you don't walk away like a changed person yeah. at least for me mm. um and so with shang chi i absolutely love Tony Leung I think it was nice having oh yeah we um, all know that the action the action is great um I think mm, I guess one of those things is just it it did feel a bit like a done tale before just with a lot more action and superheroes um I did like how they've animated the dragons and the (laughs) the creatures that were in this mythical universe and I wonder if they're gonna come back again in another Marvel film and who knows just like seems there seems to be so much to keep track of if you are a Marvel fan in this universe. So we'll see what it leads to. Um, but yeah, I think seven is probably where I'm going. But Aaron, lucky last. I'm pulling between a six and a seven, really. They can make it a 6.5. I'll give it a six. Okay. Why six? Maybe a seven, yeah. Maybe a seven, yeah. I'll give it credit. The villains actually has motivation. Mm. Like the pacing is a bit... On and off here, and it's just feel a bit unbalanced. Aquafilia's character, Katie, is just not good in general. <laughs> Opinions only. The acting is really good, especially with the main two characters, and especially again Tony as well. And the soundtrack's actually probably one of the best ones I had so far since. When's the last time I've had a decent Marvel soundtrack? Really, Black Panther. Never. Yeah, it kind of reminds <laughs> me of Black Panther. It's just like that. It's kind of that R and B or that. My Black Panther soundtrack, that's another A plus one, I'm just saying. Okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Black Panther. I kind of forgot about that, to be honest. Yeah, that was a good soundtrack. Okay. Besides Black Panther, that's the um, Captain America Civil War. No, Winter Soldier. That was the last good soundtrack I had. And then Black Panther came along, and then this movie, yeah. Other than that, CJ is a hit and miss as well, and the story, kind of predictable, but it was still good nonetheless. It's a joyful ride. But the comedy just felt forced. That's it. So yeah, I'll just give it a seven. Noise. Yeah, we realize we're all kind of consistent in that rating for once. Wow, hive mind. (laughs) (laughs) Wait until y'all watch Eternals. It's going to be... I feel like when we get to Eternals, our reviews are going to be very wonky. Oh, yeah. I've heard that's device. Have have you seen it, Aaron Leisha? I saw it two days ago. Oh. (laughs) Ooh, anticipation. I still need to watch it. It's it's a big it's a big bag. I'm yeah, still yeah, very it's... conflicted about it. One, One word. Info dumping. Info it's... dumping. Yes. Yeah. Damn. Well, like I like Central, podcasts. I, I like podcasts, so I don't mind. Yeah, it's like what I have to check the corner, but this is just massively worse. Ah. Well, I can't wait, man. Check out our Eternals review when it comes out. Whenever I don't know. 
We'll, yeah. we'll find time. I'm sure we'll, we'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you've seen Chung Chi, let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you agree or disagree with our ratings and opinions, um, message us on Facebook or Twitter and Instagram. Hey, this is Asian Pop Nation. You heard La Balm's Kiss Kiss. After that, we played Vanessa Wu's Zuiren. And that last song was Misfits' Heart because we have a lot of room in our hearts for Asian festivals here on Asian Pop Nation. So we're going to talk a little bit more about Adelaide's Oz Asia Festival that happened recently. Now, going to somewhere a bit more local. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was the Oz Asia Festival in Adelaide. I know why are we talking about Adelaide um, huh. here in a show that's based in Melbourne. Does Adelaide even exist? Good question. <laughs> People who oh, know. Nice. <laughs> yeah, guys, sorry to any Not Adelaide that bad. listeners. It's just quiet. <laughs> if you like a peaceful lifestyle. Oh, yeah. But in Adelaide, they hosted their Oz Asia Festival, which has been around since 2007. And they had their first Asian Australian to lead the festival. So Annette mm. Shunhua, she's a writer, broadcaster, producer, and theater maker. And Whoa. Yeah, yeah, a lot of hats. And the f- festival kind of focuses on like artists and works um, from for a variety of Asian countries. It originally was like from a select few around East Asia, South Asia, and Southeast Asia. Um, but from 2015 onwards, it kind of expanded to include a lot more contemporary art from the Asian continent, including the Middle East. And so this year they had like a moon lantern trail, a lucky dumpling market, you know, all the classic Asian market uh, festival uh, cuisine and free entertainment. And also some new writing and ideas programs. So their In Other Words program was also there and showcased some conversations about Australia's engagement with Asia. And I'm just wondering, is there a festival like this in Melbourne? (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, the only other example I could think of maybe something like the Japanese Culture Festival. I worked there as a volunteer once. And I guess, you know, it's all about Japanese culture, but it's just Japan, you know. I know that there was, like, a food festival I went to last year. I'm not sure if anyone has been. kind of happens during the summer. Oh. It's just a lot of Asian food stalls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I only go there because they have hoi panoi, um, (laughs) which is classic uh, Filipino street food cooked on charcoal. Oh, it smells great. But, yeah, like, what is something you wish was here in melbourne as a part of like an asian festival what would your dream asian festival look like oh that's tough because asia is so big you know it could just be like entertainment or anything certain food yeah i wonder you know i'd like to see some like filipino performing arts you know i'm pretty disconnected from all that like i don't know what they do there so <laughs> you know what i mean my mom was part of a dance troupe when she was in university so they did a lot of traditional folk dances from the philippines around yeah folk dances so the world so like there's like these bamboo mm. dances where you have to kind of jump across bamboo sticks as oh. they clap them together and move them in different patterns so you just oh. or like they balance like 20 pots on their head and things like that so yeah that would be oh, cool yeah, i think yeah. uh, showcasing the, dif- the different traditional arts would have been nice mm-hmm. lisha celeste what are some of the things that you're like ah oh, i wish existed at a festival here in australia oh <laughs> hmm i feel like kind of biased because i just want to have like a whole malaysia festival yeah. <laughs> What does that conclude? I don't know. Something to just make me in touch with the motherland. I haven't been back, <laughs> motherland. For, like, since I've been back for like two years now. Thanks, COVID. Really love you for that. But wow. like, I don't know. Just like, again, I love to see like the old traditional dances and stuff. Because Malaysia is like, there's a lot of different races and stuff that live within not just that one country. So there's a lot of different traditional dances you can go to like a list, like a Malay, Indian, Chinese type. Uh, food is mainly probably my biggest one. I would love to just see 20 billion food trucks of just all the food that I miss back home. Oh, yeah. Just, I don't know. 
like it's a bad every time I just think about Asia I'm just like oh the food number one that's like top priority if the food if there's no good like food truck or something at the festival that's it cancel it I don't know <laughs> I mean that that's the stuff that keeps everyone in right yeah it's just like yeah. but uh, of course the performing arts and stuff is really important I <laughs> yeah, swear yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah like cultural heritage but like still like I'm food. food man and I'm like food if there's no good food I'm not there like you you will not see me there but I don't know yeah I think it'd be cool too to like um showcase like movies and stuff maybe from like all of these type of like that or that originate from these like Asian countries and stuff like that mm. I guess maybe I just want an Asian film festival Maybe that's what I want, but uh, we we've got a quite quite a few of those already, don't we, Alicia? Yeah, yeah, we do. But maybe I just want those. But then they have like nice food trucks on the side that I can go and take it. It's eat really just the food. <laughs> it's just the food, isn't it? Maybe I'm just hungry at this hour. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so Celeste, Aaron, is there like any ideas? I honestly got nothing from the top of my head. No. Come on, man, our investors are listening. They're like, you know. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> How about you, Celeste? Uh, I'm in the same boat about the food, like it's got to be good food. But also, I don't know if this will work, but I would really love, this is like such a far-fetched idea, if we had like traditional Asian instruments being played um, uh-huh. with contemporary music. So it could be like oh. hip-hop or house music dance along with it sort of thing um yeah, yeah so it'll be like an essentially like an outdoor nightclub <laughs> just like with this mix yeah, yeah. and um, then everyone comes up in like tr- a mix of traditional outfits but like yes! in a modern oh <laughs> and then we just God. throw a rave that's amazing hell yeah <laughs> rave sounds good but good for it as well <laughs> a rave back in the the 1200s yeah some of those things you know Man, that sounds sick. That's like a great event. You should organize yeah. the next Oz Festival and bring it to Melbourne. Select. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Investors, okay. you better yes, be writing do this down. <laughs> oh my goodness, that that reminds me. Isn't there um a Japanese band that does exactly that? Um, like they use traditional like Japanese instruments, but then like they make you know this hardcore rock music. Wagaki band. Yeah, Wagaki. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. Yeah, something great. like that. Yeah, feature those guys, man. Bring them in. Fly them all the way from Japan. Yeah, um, let's yeah. go. Hopefully they're fully vaccinated. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Man. But if you have any brilliant ideas to create this festival that hopefully comes into fruition <laughs> sometime, hopefully. It better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or if you want to help it get off get it off the ground, just let us know on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AsianPopNation. Hey, how's it going? It's Asian Pop Nation. You heard Nizu's Chopstick. After that, we played Della's Tiengua featuring Shizu. And that last song you heard was 2AM's No Good in Goodbye. Because to be fair, when we finished this show here on Asian Pop Nation, and I think the rest of the world felt it as well, we knew that it probably wasn't going to be goodbye. So we're going to talk a little bit now about a recent announcement in regards to Squid Game Season 2. What is that scary sound I hear from afar? Sounds a little bit like a certain song that comes from this certain show called Squid Game, which have just we have very breaking news that it's getting a season two, everyone. What? 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 Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, I kind of expected. <laughs> kind of, I kind of expected, but I think especially when way back we did our review and stuff we were all like oh well the creator never explicitly said he was gonna like make a second season everyone just assumed by the ending of squid game that was like oh this is like a setup for season two for sure but this time it's it's a big deal because squid game's creator Han dong hyuk has made a firm statement that because the show has garnered so much attention, he has been left with no choice but to work on another season. That wow. sounded really sad. Like, it's, it's... That, that <laughs> sounded really sad, and now I feel kind of bad. <laughs> He's locked in like the Netflix basement, you know? 
you know, strapped to his chair, you have to write. Yeah, he's like, we need one more season. He's like, can I please go back to Korea? I don't want to be here. Like, another season, quick. And we need you to write a script for when we do a remake based in America. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of, just like an off chance, I heard the crash landing on you is getting a US remake. Oh. Like how? I know. Where are they landing? <laughs> where, yeah, where are they going this time? Like, what's forbidden? Yeah. Canada? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, New Jersey. My forbidden love in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, Canada. Make it Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, before we get to off tangent about gay dramas and remakes, thanks Netflix for all of this. Well, I guess we need to do a little um, background information in case if anybody doesn't know what Squid Game is. It is a Netflix series which has garnered a lot of popularity for the past, I would say, like a few months or so for now. And it's pretty much, um, it pretty much follows Song Gi-hyung, one of the 456 players competing against each other in a set of old traditional Korean children's games in order to win a... Uh, 45.6 billion won to pay off all of their large debts. And yeah, it's pretty much like a death game type of situation. And yeah, pretty much all we know so far about this announcement is that Song Gi Hyun, which is the main character, he will be making a return. Whether or not he'll be making a return with like that McDonald, Ronald McDonald, like <laughs> red hair or not. <laughs> We'll wait and see, but I guess what does everyone think about this shocking breaking news moment? Yeah, whatever. I just want to know <laughs> if the policeman, the Hawkeye, yeah. is alive. That, that's all that's important to me. Oh, they I never agree with the lesson, let's be honest. <laughs> I honestly don't care about the, like I watched it a second time, like with the original language stuff now. And honestly, still don't care about the story at all. I just want to know what happened to the police officer because we still don't know what happened to him. Maybe he'll be the new main character, man. I got it. Who knows? Yeah. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways that you, they could go about it, but I'm assuming it'll be like an infiltration kind of story where mm, mm, mm. you have to, I don't know, find a way in. Do you think? Do Break you think uh, this new season will take on a more um, like mystery story leaning? Mm, I don't know. I don't know because it's like we kind of already know. I guess like the whole first season was pretty much showing us the games and all this stuff through the lens mm, mm. of people that are playing it. Yeah. So and then a little bit of what was going on behind the scenes because of the police guy and his little investigation party thing. But like, yeah maybe it could go into like a little mystery thing finding out because i'm still wondering how the hell are like these like teenagers they mentioned it was like teenagers some of these are kids that are like being all these mass people like how did they recruit these guys to all be working here where did they find this random island where they can host this i don't know yeah yeah there's a whole mystery to unpack with the whole organization and like you know, knowing that they're like worldwide too, like they're an international. Yeah, maybe it'll go international, like oh, cars yeah. too. Who knows, man? <laughs> like or like you know, eighty days around the world. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That just ruins the plot. Then it ruins the theme of aesthetics. Oh yeah. I mean, he does have a point because it's like the original, like the first season, everything. It's talking to the lens of light. Um like capitalism and stuff but then it's very grounded in like this is the situation here in korea so if you try to Mm. like branch it out into other countries and stuff like it'll be interesting to see what commentary you can come up with but i feel like the director himself is like korean and stuff i feel like the messages are just much more it'll just just turn into a james bond movie wouldn't it (laughs) you know so, you know, infiltrating this organization. Oh. I guess, yeah. And oh. then I, I guess my question is, like, do any of you guys are excited for, like, a season two? Or do you think, like, I guess 
the hype is over. I don't care about Squid Game. I know, actually, yeah. <laughs> a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of. Yeah. I'll care when, like, it drops on Netflix, like, all episodes are there, and I'll be like, oh my god, let's watch it. And then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> but until then, I, I guess it seems kind of far-fetched. We don't know what to expect. I wonder how quickly they can make it, though. That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll be like three years before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. One will be like, "What was the show again?" Yeah. <laughs> what, what is the usual span for like K dramas, like getting their season two? Like, how long does it take to? It will vary. Um, for one K drama called Love Alarm, I was waiting for a second season for a good three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. But we'll see. Yeah, it's just. It's a, I don't know why, it's just, like, I guess, as I said earlier, I feel like, yeah, I'm a bit tired of Squid Game. Maybe it's because, it's like, <laughs> I, I, not because, nothing to do with the director or anything personally. I just think, like, because the, there's so much hype. There's And then I feel like there's, like, this current problem where people have lost the meaning of the show because everyone's making merch out of it. People are making restaurants themed like Squid Game and stuff like that, and the whole message about like capitalism, debt, stuff like that, and then you have real world where everyone's capitalizing on this thing and whatever. I don't know. I just see it everywhere, and I'm kind of done with it. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of lost like the heart of it. But I suppose if you're a show on Netflix talking yeah. about anti-capitalism, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That the irony, but it's it's the message. We'll, we'll take the message. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, as listeners, let us know if you are excited, disappointed. I guess what are your range of emotions here about Squid Game season two being confirmed to be happening? Let us know all your many thoughts on Asian Pop Nation through Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. This is Asian Pop Nation. We played Ueni's Uron Wanda. After that, we played Shin Sakuria's Wave featuring Tendre. And that last song was Yosobi's Blue. So if you couldn't tell, all three of those artists were from Japan. Because can you guess what time it is? Anime Attack! My name is Zuku Midoriya. <laughs> please, please no. <laughs> and I want to be a hero. Okay, I give up. That's just... That's just terrible. I'm sorry, Justin Bryan, but you kind of said that one. If only he gave up at the start, you know. <laughs> he gave up as a hero. <laughs> be a very short story. But why okay. bring up my hero, Aaron? Well, I apologize. Not just Bryan. Deku, Deku, Deku. Sorry, Deku, but you got uh, uh, Yeah, uh, recently, two weeks ago, the Academia, the latest My Hero Academia movie called World's Hero Mission just got released in cinema. And I've got... A lot of things to say about it. Wow. Well, not a lot of positivity, but yeah. Still, yeah. If you don't know what academia is, it's basically it's basically imagine the Marvel Cinematic Universe basically just become one massive superhero TV show, and it's basically all. Imagine Iron Man, Tony Stark, Captain America, Steve Rogers, all that stuff were basically teenagers. Okay, this is a terrible example. Okay, JB, can you want to explain <laughs> what academia is? Because I am not good at explaining what academia is, except for uh... movie. Hmm. My Hero Academia, imagine a world where everyone has superhero has superpowers and being a superhero is actually like a payable job. Yeah, that's that's the show. That's what it's about. And it's about uh, the main character. His name is Deku. And uh, unlike most people, he actually doesn't have any superpowers. And that makes him pretty sad. But at the same time, he's like, oh, man, I'm going to be a superhero anyway. And then he goes on like a big adventure and he gets into superhero school. And yeah, crazy stuff happens. That's what the show is about. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Well, well, it's here, well, with this time, Academia has released his third movie called World's Hero Mission. And it's from the same team that actually did the second movie, Two Heroes, I think I remember correctly. I think that was the last movie they did. I could be wrong by that, but it doesn't matter. And here is... Mm. And especially Harris, uh, Harris mission and Harris. What what do they call it? And whatever. Yeah, this movie is the latest one, especially when Deku is framed for murder, and especially they have like two hours to find a genocidal bomb that could wipe out all the well, all quirk ability users in the world. Wow. Yeah, 
and it's bad. That sounds pretty hectic. <laughs> and it's bad. And it's oh wait, you mean the movie's bad? Yeah, the movie is bad. My opinion. Oh, I thought you were talking about the conflict being bad. But yeah, okay. Well, yes, why the is it bad? bad. <laughs> why is it bad? Let's say, like, you got Deku's being framed from the yeah, of course. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. Like, yeah, spoiler. This is well, this segment of academia will be spoiler, quote unquote spoiler. But the thing is, with academia, wait, with this academia, uh, Deku's being framed for murdering twelve people, innocent people, while he's on a. Uh, Basically, internship with Bakugo and like, Bakugo and Todoroki, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Todoroki, yeah. And the thing is, they could get friend from uh, especially he has a new quirk, new quirk, well, buddy with him. There's something like you got the first one with the girl with the glasses, and you got the second movie, you got the two keys and all that stuff. This time with the third movie, you got a guy named Rody, Rody Soul. And especially his ability, well, technically we won't spoil about that one because especially his little bird buddy, especially going to be the partner, especially he's like a con artist and all that stuff. And especially these two is basically going to be buddy all the trouble well together while also starting to stop, stop the main villain of this movie. Uh, probably forgot, I forgot his name really, to be honest. Wow. That's how bad it is. If I don't remember the villain's name, I don't remember the villain's name. And there's so many things wrong with this plot because it's like pacing is decent enough. I can give it that. But the thing is, there's have like have intricate elements and especially some things involved with the movie that actually is good, but it doesn't have the impact on a lot of stuff. And you get mm. some character development just like seem questionable. That's it, as well. And the music is really forgetful as well. Damn! So should I go and watch this? You're cool if you're an Academia fan because hardcore fans will like it. Me, I did not like it. Yeah, I I don't I haven't watched Academia, so should I should I go into this blind? No. No? Get knowledge oh. on this one, because it's basically connected to season six. Oh, I see. That's a shame. Yeah. Oh, also a lot of seasons. I didn't even think My Hero Academia had gone for that long. Wow. It wow. had six seasons, three movies, God knows how many OVAs, and two music videos. Music videos? Wow. Yeah. Wait, they music sing? videos? <laughs> they yeah, sing? Yes, it, it has music videos, especially connected to the second season's opening. Whoa! Wait, Deku wait. So, so, yeah, like Deku's, like you know, he's like a K-pop, you know, lead singer and stuff. And he's <laughs> dancing. Is that what he's doing? No, it's not that. Especially oh. getting all the clips from season one and have season two's music into it. Damn, they should have made I a whole K-pop thing. A superhero. Yeah. Do you want to be Alicia? No, I was just imagining that's something you'll sing. I don't know. No, it's a heavy responsibility, Alicia. You yeah. can't take it lightly. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> well, I retract my statement. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's your final score, uh, Aaron? How many rings would you rate this one? You don't get <laughs> rings for this movie. No rings at all? No, I'll give a score, but I also, I'm going to give some positive about this movie first. Okay. The animation still looks good. I'll give it that. I think Todoroki has probably the best fight scenes for this movie, in my opinion, that's it. Uh, and that, that has like a couple one-shot shots in this movie, but that's pretty much it. There's only one interesting character I actually want to see the most. That's it. But sadly, I am still conflicted either this character died or not in the movie. That's it. Mm. Which is uh, Boros, who is an archer in this movie. Mm. And the thing is, we don't even know about this character. If she's alive or dead, that's it. I mm. mean, she jumped. I mean, she was in a helicopter, but we don't know if she jumped off a helicopter or not. The thing. Yes, yeah, so I had a massive debate with a few friends in this movie. And again, the music's forgettable. The final fight scene kind of is a massive disappointment, but it's better than the first movie. I think the majority of all of us would be better than this first movie. And. Yeah, that's basically it. The dub, we watched this in dub, and the mm. cast still does a really good job in this one. That's it. And the theme song's forgettable as well. This is from Agent Comfy Generation as well. Mm-hmm. They did um their opening theme song to Erased. Mm. Yeah, I, I give this maybe probably a four, I think. Man, four out of ten rings. Yeah. No rings. No rings. No. Uh, four out of ten uh, heroes. No, I'll just get, yeah, we'll call it that, yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. It's not good. I'll I have a full, like I have a full opinion on this, but I'm just gonna nitpick everything. That's it. So this is just four out of ten rings. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, you made me say ten rings now. I <laughs> got it. Uh, that's the whole plan. Anyway, what yeah. other anime news do we have today, Aaron? Uh, Gundam has released its first teaser. It's just an Gundam. Image yeah, Gundam. Is it is it any other type of Gundam, or is there something unique about this one? Uh, but looks like it's just the original Gundam. That's it. Like the very first Gundam is ever made back in like the seventies or maybe sixties. I think it has, uh-huh. it has a teaser of it. That's it. A like teaser. 
Yeah, live action Gundam. Yeah, it has like a photo of it. Whoa, what? Yeah. This, wait, this is going to be a live action wow. with real Gundams. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was real Gundams. The moment you said, everyone's just like, "Oh, Gundam movie." I was like, "Okay, live action." I'm like, "Wait a minute." Oh, we're in that territory, okay? Yeah, no. Yeah, there's an but, actual just like a like a teaser piece of it anyway. Mm, like a concept beyond, of- but beyond that, we don't know any specifics. All I know project. they announced it like three years ago. That's it. Well, more than three years ago. The hell, Legendary Pictures and Sunrise have announced a, uh, a live action movie that's connected to Netflix. Ah, interesting. You know, Gundam. Gundam is one of those shows that would work. Yeah, it does. as a live action because it's quite political. It's very political. Yeah. Lots of war. Lots of you know, pretty heavy themes. When you yeah. get into it, well, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Other than that, this would be directed by Jordan Vogt. Tig Robert, I think uh, Roberts, I think that's how you say his last name, right? I could be wrong. Got, guy he's got a cool last name. Yeah, he's the one who directed Kong Skull Island, and also he's currently on board to directing the live-action Metal Gear Solid movie as well. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Alright, well, let's see. Let's see where that goes. Yeah. Other than that, we also have announcements for the One Piece live-action cast as well. Okay, now that's absurd. <laughs> we went yeah. from one that's live absolutely action absurd. Another... He's playing the... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god who's playing like who's cast in the live action aren't they uh chris pratt no 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 chris pratt as luke they got chris pratt playing as garfield but no oh my god <laughs> yeah here's the cast i apologize we got these names wrong but mm. anarchy Gotti, who's gonna play luffy mm. Uh, Makunio, I think that's they pronounce the person's name wrong. I apologize. I pronounce <laughs> I'm getting everyone's name wrong here. I apologize. He's gonna play Zoro. Uh-huh. Uh, Emily Rudd is gonna play Nami. Mm. Uh, Jacob Romeo Gibson is gonna play Usopp. And Taz Skylar is gonna play Sanji. Interesting. You know, I'm not familiar with these names. Does anyone else no, know no. these names? No. no, Xenia, Celeste? No? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All I know is that the original creator for the, the original creator for One Piece is actually heavily involved with its production. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. um. Isn't he going to be like the executive producer or something for it? I think, I think he's the writer for this show. Whoa! Mm. I think I could be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Wait, this is a show. Yeah, a ten episode series. Oh yeah! Oh, oh my god! What? Netflix that's back so... at it again. <laughs> that's so. Yeah, that's I can't. I'm I'm sorry. I can't reconcile that. I can't reconcile. You know what One Piece looks like? They're on a boat. It's so goofy. <laughs> Everyone looks weird. You know? And oh my... And you know Luffy as well? Like, you know how goofy he is, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a goofy guy. Oh, well, let's go on an adventure. And he's, his arms stretch everywhere. It's like really creepy if it happened in real life. Well, now it's happening in real life. I don't know what to think of this. I've got nothing to say, to be honest about that. Yeah. This is actually an announcement that I actually just found out, like, right now, that Fortnite and Naruto should put in crossover? Like, yes. in skins? <laughs> yes. So, Wait, this, what? Yes, this was something I also found out this morning, the same what? time as one hey, hey, hold up, hold up. <laughs> this can't be real, can it? Am I, like, am I sleeping? It's it's real, everyone. So Uh, for just for general knowledge, Fortnite is a very popular kids game, shooting shooting game, game. and Naruto Shippuden is a very uh, um, just a classic anime, just a very long time. All that also for kids, right? Nah, I guess, but like (laughs) I guess, but like I don't know, like Shippuden. Aren't they more aged up or something? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, they're teenagers, yeah. 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 So this is a very weird crossover, but it's mm. happening. So I think, I don't know, because the only thing they said was, it's happening. And then the mm. tagline for the... That's really funny, because the tagline for, like, the promo and everything, you just see, like, oh, it's coming out on this date, and then below it, it's just, believe it! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, well, this is a sign. This will be a fantastic collaboration. Everyone, I want you to imagine Naruto holding a gun. I can't imagine that. (laughs) 
I mean, we already had like Ariana Grande on Fortnite. Ariana Grande is holding a gun. Wait, that happened as well? That yeah. happened before earlier this year. Yeah. So I uh, think Naruto holding a gun is not too far uh, from the imagination. Oh, what is this? This is this is the future we've chosen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no there, there's like no other news besides it's happening. So maybe like what Zenia said, it's probably just gonna be like skins, but who knows how far they'll take this into. I, I, you know, maybe the can have the kids get into anime. I don't know. <laughs> be all excited for this. <laughs> Next thing you know is well, if they're gonna do skins, have them skins. But I imagine they're gonna have a story element in this with Naruto Castle. Oh, please. Come on now. Oh. I don't want that to be honest. It's worse. <laughs> I felt like we went from like okay news about Aaron giving very nice detailed review about My Hero Academia movie to uh, like absurdity. Here's, yeah, here's like live actions that we're slightly concerned about, and then here's <laughs> very welcome. random crossover. Yeah, welcome oh, no, to the I'm Twilight just... Zone. <laughs> no, I'm just nip. This is basically my massive dot points for the Academia movie. I haven't like I write down a like, whole. I think it's like a page or two. I think I took it somewhere in my USB somewhere. And wow. I was like, I was not happy with this movie at all. Man. What? I can be honest. No, no, I'm I'm just reflecting on the on the whole nature Everything. of the segment right now. <laughs> yeah, we had an it's like it's like a slow descent into madness, you know? That's anime attack. Yay! Yeah, I thought <laughs> yeah. dude, I thought I thought Halloween was over, but here we are. You know? <laughs> This is the after party of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> the weird this after party. Isn't this Christmas for you guys? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's too early for Christmas. We don't yeah. do Christmas. <laughs> this is the part where the people who came to the Halloween party have stayed over for the night and like they've woken up and like at 3 a.m. and they're doing random things in your house. This is that's what's happening. <laughs> that explains why there was a bug on my roof. Yeah, probably. You know, oh, but well. <laughs> uh, but Aaron, anyway. where can people go if they want to tell us what a person is doing at their house after <laughs> Halloween? <laughs> well, first of all, recover. <laughs> That's the main goal from Halloween parties. Recover if you're gonna work. Recover if you're gonna skip work. Recover. Take a day off from work and school if you have to, which is a compulsory thing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If you have seen the Academia movie, what would be, what's your honest opinion about it? Write down in the section below and all that stuff. And also, what's your honest opinion about the One Piece and Gundam live action TV show slash movie that's going to happen sometime in the future? Please comment below on AsiaPopNation.com. Or, wait, we don't have a website, do we? What is it? It's sin.org.au. <laughs> I just realized what I was saying. Never mind. Yeah, on AsiaPopNation on Facebook, Twitter, or on Instagram. You are listening to Asian Pop Nation. We played Makiko's essay. After that was Twice's Scientist. And that last song was Night Tempo's Wonderland featuring Bonnie Pink. Because a place that's a wonderland to most of us is Disneyland. And Shanghai Disneyland had an interesting event that happened a couple of weeks ago. So the team's here to talk a little bit more here. So in the most, the most magical place in the world a couple of weeks ago, uh, had to lock its doors and make sure that none of its 34,000 theme park visitors and staff escaped. That's terrifying. (laughs) There was a COVID-19 scare uh, in Shanghai Disneyland Park uh, because I think a woman from the nearby Hangzhou traveled over there on the weekend, tested positive for COVID-19. And so all these first responders came to the theme park and tested everyone before they could leave. So that included visitors, families, staff, and that lasted for hours after the theme park normally closed. And mm. people were eventually able to leave at around midnight. Um, but funnily enough, the following day, uh, the 34,000 visitors and staff actually tested negative for COVID-19. So they still had to isolate for two days, but it was like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, that is worst places, right, to be locked down. But what do people think? Would you be terrified being locked down in Disneyland? <laughs> I'm amazed at how many people there are because I work in like sort of a tourist location and our cap right now is 2,000 people. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> like, that's guys. a lot. 
Yeah, like what's how do you logistically manage testing that many people? Yeah. <sighs> wow. But yeah, like what would you do if you were locked in Disneyland for that long? I think I would lock myself in the storage room first. Cause you know, like in case because this sounds like a zombie apocalypse situation, you know? Like that's scary. Yeah, you right. Yeah, you you want to. That's your plan. You want to be locked up in a storage room. Yeah, where they where they. Oh well, no, not any storage room. No, no, I I'd lock myself up in the food stores, or something. You know. But why? When you can go on rides. Rides. They say hi. You just go and say ride again and again. I'll get dizzy and I'll vomit. Oh, you're one of those people. I get it. Yeah, I'm one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd be a lot more scared if we all got locked in and then like these weird guys in pink jumpsuits came out with like weird masks <laughs> with squares and circles on. Oh my goodness. That would be terrifying. <laughs> okay, that would be funny. It would be funny, but terrifying. That's season, that. two That's season two of Squid Game for you. That's season two. Yeah, all along. Wow. Shanghai. <laughs> oh, that's good. Would there be any other places, I don't know, in Asia that people wouldn't mind being locked down in for an extended period of time? A hotel. Those nah. mega malls. The uh, mega malls. Mega malls. <laughs> in those mega malls back in Malaysia. Oh, oh. I have the time of my life. <laughs> Wait, as long as you have enough money, right? Yeah, as long as I just have money. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'll just I'll go broke and I'll just hide in, like, I don't know, Ikea or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, wait, Ikea might be a good idea. I don't oh, know. yeah. Doesn't hotels have stores and stuff? Depends on the hotel. Yeah, some of yeah. them do. They have, like, a mall connected with them, but then not all of them do. You can still get good, like, buffet. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. But Ikea, that's the dream right there. I changed my answer. Mega yeah, mall. <laughs> you get all the Swedish meatballs you want, too, so... I was thinking more of like there's nice furniture, but yeah, oh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can sleep in a new bed every day. Yeah, I That's don't right. even eat the meatballs and beef in it, but yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe I'm just hungry. I think it'd be cool to be like in a castle, like a, a, castle. a Chinese or a Japanese castle. Oh, nah. The history when you hear about how many people have died there, it's like mm, the two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like a scary. good siege area, right? Like all of those castles were built to like withstand. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so maybe. if it's a zombie apocalypse, John Paul, as you said. Yeah. Maybe. A Japanese castle. When you were saying castle, I was thinking like, oh, maybe you're thinking like the Disney castle itself at Disneyland. <laughs> but then oh yeah. I mean if I was trapped in Disneyland, I would like want to try and find the passageways and see like, oh. where they lead. <laughs> wow. Wait, so Celeste, is there like a particular spot? You wouldn't mind being locked in, in. I've been thinking about it, and I <laughs> would love to be locked in to like a concert. <laughs> a concert, <laughs> like a never yeah. ending concert. My favorite with their idols. Oh, yeah, God. with their idols. So then, like, they will be stuck in the same boat as we are, and then they'll just like come and hang out with us. Oh um, my God! Yeah, it'll be a great time. This concert, though. You'll be um, sharing them with a lot of people. Yeah. Look, I want to say BTS, but that's like fifty thousand people. So now nah, mm. I'm gonna go to some like ATs, maybe like less people. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Wouldn't it get smelly though? Because there's so many people around. No. Like. No. It's a stadium. What are you smelling? Yeah. The people, because <laughs> there's so many of them, right? We want. Yes, to- but like I'm pretty sure the fandoms in general, know how to have a shower before coming to a concert. Uh. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I have the impression that BTS fans maybe are hygienic. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know why they impression. I think maybe they just like want to leave a good impression in case <laughs> a BTS member smells them. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I was gonna make this terrible mention about like not wanting to be trapped in like an anime convention. Oh no! no, Which is like the opposite of what a BTS concert would be. Yeah, no, that's hell. That's unpleasant. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. Even even without any sort of lockdown, like it's crowded and you know stuffy already. Mm -mm. Oh man. I I don't want to be in the same vicinity as certain anime fans let's just say that yeah. 
I'd be, I'd be, I'd be the kind to climb the walls and like you know break a window you know, to get out. You know, let me out. They're like, dude, it's just a merch stall. You're like, go, go, no. At least you have a lot to do if you're at a convention, though. Oh yeah. There's like, Wait. you guys can make like forts out of the anime pillows that they sell there or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but they they wouldn't they wouldn't work very well for yeah. keeping people out. Oh, but it depends. Like mental damage, like it could, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's like a psychological out. barrier. <laughs> you know, at a video yeah. game at convention, you'd probably be pretty occupied, oh. right? Oh yeah, no, 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 right. I would not yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, remember how we talked about hygiene? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. It's yeah, convention just doesn't seem to be the way to go. No. Unless it's like a dentistry convention. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Aaron, is there is there a specific, like, area you wouldn't mind being locked in? Or how about, like, a place you really wouldn't want to be locked in? Can't think of one at all. I know how... Yeah, I don't want to go back in a castle. Now, maybe the asylum. I'm not going back in the asylum. Oh, God. Well, we have an asylum just near my place. Oh, really? It's been blocked off right now, but in the past, we made, me and a few friends we were uh, recording a music video, mm. music, uh, like a safety video for school. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the safest place to be, though. Wow. Yeah. And right, and right now, it's currently blocked, but... If I want to stay in a place that I want to go to, I think I might go to maybe the Queen's Castle? The Queen's Castle. Yeah. Mm, interesting. What? I've never been to the Royal Palace, so I might as well go there to spend time in there. Has anyone here gone to the Royal Palace? Like, what is there to do in there? Wait, like Buckingham Palace? No, like the Royal Queen's Palace, like the actual Queen's Palace itself. Wait, Buckingham Palace? Buckingham Palace? Is that the palace? Um, is that what it's called? That's what it's called? Yeah. Yes. I, I presume so. That's the only one that... I don't know what's inside. Like, I don't think... Just I, don't, I don't think... European we... typical... Paintings what, what call it? Interior. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like... I don't think the UK royal family wants... <laughs> after their years of... um um. Interesting comments about people of color. I don't think they want, uh-huh. want me in. <laughs> so I'll stay out of there. Oh. Uh, fine then. I'll stay in a hotel then. I'll probably go to Shangri-La. It's like tree, like a, a hotel that's covered in trees. Really. Oh my God. Yeah. Pick the most like bougiest hotel. Like yeah. everything there. <sighs> yeah. I think Shangri-La has a hotel like that is stuck in the middle of the forest, and you actually get to see the view of the mountain, and you actually swim on the edge of a pool. Just don't feed the monkeys or let them go inside the house. Oh, what? I'm not joking. Oh, no, I'm just, I hate monkeys. So I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> spine shivers down my <laughs> shoulder. But if you want to let us know what place you would mind being locked down in, you know, monkeys or not, whether you <laughs> want some trees or uh, European or Asian aesthetic in your interior decor, you can always let us know on. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at APN, Asian Pop Nation. This is Asian Pop Nation. We played Leo's I'm Still Here. After that, we played Unknown Kun's Afterkiss. And this last song was Feels Like a Remix by Liu Jun Shuo featuring Julia Wu. Because we're going to remix our show a little bit with our weekly tanka. For those who don't know what a tanka is, it's a form of Japanese song or verse with a 57577 syllable pattern. And we like to summarize what we talked about on the show using a tanka each week. So, here goes. <clears throat> Lockdown Disneyland. Fortnite and Naruto collab. Squid Game Season 2. What were your thoughts on Shang-Chi? Need more Asia Fests. So, what were your thoughts on that tanka? Let us know how your week's been as well in the form of a tanka. Just let us know on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation and we'd be happy to share them if you'd be happy for us to tell them on air. But if you felt like that tanka was a zero, don't worry, we've got a song now by Super Junior D&E called Zero. Your 
were listening to Asian Pop Nation. We played Super Junior DNE Zero, and that last song was Nick the Reels Need You because we needed you here tonight. And hopefully, you enjoyed our company because we've reached the end of our show. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the ramblings of Aaron, Celeste, JP, Leisha, and myself, Senya. If you want to listen to any discussions that you missed or past interviews we've done on the show, you can always find them wherever you stream your podcasts at the Asian Pop Nation podcast. Tell us what you thought about the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. And you can also send through your requests that you want us to play from your favorite Asian artists there as well. But thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with some more Asian pop culture discussions. But in the meantime, take care. And on behalf of the Asian Pop Nation team, this is Senya signing off. Thank you.